Bond. I found Blofeld's base of operations. About to infiltrate. Excellent. Well, good luck. Bye. Bye. Are you still there? I thought you'd hang up. No, you hang up. We'll hang up together. One, two, three. Hang up! This is the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Episode 153 featuring Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham with Mark Darren and the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. This is one of those stupid rants that I hate to get on because everyone my age does. But really, can you build things with Legos now that aren't just like they're like model kits now, right? Like yeah, you, basically. You buy this thing and you have to use every piece in this way. Mm-hmm. I, me, I had a tub of Legos. Yep. I had a no, I had a similar tub. Yeah, and you didn't I mean you bought like over the years it was probably bought for your older siblings or older relatives or whatever. Mm-hmm. And inevitably they lost some pieces. So it was just a big tub of miscellaneous Legos. Yeah. That you would spill out on the floor and someone would step on and yell at you. Yes. That happened quite a bit. Of course it did. But it was never you because you were immune to them somehow. Yes. Children, I don't know, they have like weird Lego holes in their feet that just they pass right through. Yeah, exactly. Like Lego Please. stigmata. <laughs> There's our episode title. <laughs> no, but then you, you just have them out on the floor and you'd build stuff. Like there yeah. was no plan. There was no, I'm, you know, you have to build an X-Wing out of this. You build whatever you had pieces for. I mean, I think what happened was they, like, realized that Lego would sell way better if it was licensed. Well, and I'm fine with that. understanding. And it's understandable. That's basic marketing. Yeah. But I don't see normal Lego kits anymore. It's all... No, you're right. They look like model kits, which mo- building models is fun. I'm not going to deny that. And it's probably easier with Lego because you don't have to paint stuff. You- I... Love not having to paint. Stuff. Yeah, or break off tiny tabs that you accidentally break the actual piece. Yep. Listen, I'm, as a former, as a guy who used to play Warhammer, like oh god, yeah. Isn't that all like lead pieces that if you put them in your mouth, you get cancer? Uh, I could never bought the lead pieces just because they were expensive. The weird thing, I I don't actually know what Warhammer is, but mm-hmm. apparently it's so incredibly staggeringly popular that there are stores in malls that just sell Warhammer stuff. Yeah. That's what? where I. That's where I found out about the stuff. There's but, a store in our. There, there was a store. It just closed. Uh huh. Um. That, and it's only Warhammer stuff, right? It only sold Warhammer stuff. Now, see, I, I'm vaguely aware as a nerd of of various things. I would assume those things would sell stuff for D and D and for you know all the other role playing. Nope, just nope. Warhammer. What? Just Warhammer. What the hell is and that? Ver- the various spinoffs of it. I, that is just bizarre, because apart from those stores, I've never heard of it. Now, apparently, it is just insanely popular in, like, England and stuff. It seems like something that would be popular in Germany. I don't know why. Mm. Pooping on people and Warhammer. <laughs> just seems like a thing that they would be into. No, but it was, it, it, uh, for most of my high school years, I was I was into it, mm-hmm. while not really being clear on how the rules work. <laughs> and it's an expensive hobby that involves... Really irritating painting and clipping out plastic bits. Ah, uh, yeah. Ugh, gluing stuff together. And as much as I enjoyed the stuff, I was not good at any of it. No, me neither. Not good at that. So, yeah, in that in that way, Lego is definitely better. Yeah. I uh, 
I mean, you you can't say that people aren't building stuff though, because every, every once in a while you'll see the those people who do the insanely awesome oh yeah Lego stuff. Have you seen on, the like, like online the um the Lego Death Star? Yes, which was built, I believe, to scale to the Lego Millennium Falcon and, and X Wings and so forth. Yeah, just unbelievable. It's fucking insane. So I mean, there are people out there that are still like oh, oh yeah doing that. But, I mean, as far as, I don't know, like, I, I would build, you know, I'd get the little wheels and i get mm. the, the helicopter thing and the, you know, all that and, and build stuff. And then, you know, I'd get bored with that and I'd play with the Lincoln Logs and I'd mm. build um, a log cabin. Oh, or an unassembled log cabin. <laughs> a smaller log cabin. <laughs> or a log cabin after a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Oh, you could build a tower of logs. <laughs> With a cabin at the top. Or a pile of firewood. <laughs> the possibilities are really endless as long as you can only count to four. Yes, it's the Lincoln Logs. I really feel like if if Abraham Lincoln were still alive, he would be very disappointed in those logs that carry his name. This is the only thing my, uh, this is, this is my only legacy, huh? This is, I, this is what my... I say uh, that, Mr. Lincoln. My only legacy. <laughs> Couldn't you have at least stopped calling this a stovepipe hat and called it a Lincoln hat? Nope. I mean, I don't know anyone else. I don't know anyone else who wore one. No, I mean, fact, lots lots of people it wore was top illegal hats. to wear one if you weren't me. Well, I suppose that's true. I'm Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Damn it! I play the presidents on this show. I'm Al playing Abraham Lincoln. Thank you, Jesus. Breaking my streak. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like he would have been very disappointed in that. I feel like you know. No other president has a shitty toy named after him except uh, except Abraham Lincoln, and he's got those terrible logs. Well, that's not entirely true. I mean, you must remember the uh, Tinker Nixons. <laughs> I loved those as a kid. I think that's why I'm still into into Nixon to this day. <laughs> oh, and of course the uh, the short lived Jenga administration. Yes, their foreign policy was just an absolute disaster. Oh God. You take a block from the bottom and you put it on top. Yeah, and then, uh, you You take know. a block from the middle and you put it on top. Wait, is that a song? That was the Jenga theme song. I did not, I was not aware Jenga had a theme song. I mean, it had a theme song in that it had a commercial. Is that the one they made the board game movie out of, or is that something else? Jenga? No, I'm thinking Jumanji, never mind. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Jenga's a thing that apparently has been around for, I don't know, centuries, but we only got it here. And I assume in Canada as well, like in the last 20 years or something. That's probably yeah. why there was a song. I buy that. It's a very simple game. It is, and I like it. But mm -hmm. it's like, how did we only just discover this? <laughs> Recently discovered Jenga. Yeah, I mean, you could basically, you could play that with Lincoln Logs, really. Mm -hmm. I don't know why someone didn't reinvent that when they were playing with their Lincoln Logs. You could also play a particularly thick game of Kerplunk. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Kerplunk. <laughs> Why did you make me remember Kerplunk? <laughs> Do they still make board games like that anymore? Well, I don't know that those are called board games exactly. They're they're definitely along the I mean, same lines. They're games, right? I would like. I guess I they yeah, put but, them in the board game aisle at the Toys R Us. I, I agree. I'm not I'm not nitpicking. I'm saying I think they're slightly different. Yeah. Like I okay. First of all, I think they're kind of fun. Yes. That's that's where I make the distinction. Really. Well, you're anti board game. We've talked about this. I'm anti. Let's sit and read the rules for six hours. Is what I am. There, that's understandable. You, you would not have been a Warhammer fan. No. I'll tell you that much. You can win me over with a board game if it's simple and fun mm. and I'm with the right crowd. 
Like, Trivial Pursuit, simple. Ask questions, get pieces, that's it. Yep. I can totally play that. Monopoly is about as complicated as I get. After that, eh, no. See, Monopoly's complicated, but it's also not fun to play, so... I see with when you're in the right group of people in high school, I was with a lot of really fun friends and we played Monopoly drunk Ah. and we had weird rules that we would invent on the spot. That sounds awesome. My friends were all into rules nerds. Uh Yeah, no, that's not cool. And D&D and a lot of and a lot of other rules nerds uh, video or a lot of other games that had a lot of rules. Yeah, I ended up not being that much into D&D, but I will say this: you did not fixate on the you know the the minutiae i was never interested that's the fucking part that wears me down yeah exactly but the fun part of D is fucking playing let's pretend yeah being a being a different guy than you are and playing with other people doing the same yeah. but as far as those kind of games go i they're they're generally fun yeah they're generally like and and you can play them by yourself if you really want to and you, I did. You can't do that with a board. Yeah, uh, Kerplunk was the only thing at my grandparents' house for years. Mm. Granted, they lived on a beach, and I could go play on the beach and build sandcastles and swim in the river. But fuck that. But no, I did that most of the time. But if I was sent down there in, in December, mm. couldn't really do that, so I had to play Kerplunk. <laughs> that was it. It was like in, in solitary confinement if they threw Kerplunk in there with you. I had Kerplunk. I had Don't Break the Ice. Don't know that one. That's a pretty simple one. Hmm. Do you, they give you a block of ice and you're not supposed to break it. I could yeah, do that. Exactly. I could do that from my closet right here. Yeah, I'm no, not I'm breaking the it right ice. now. Yeah, and I have been playing for who? When was the last time I got a drink? <laughs> when was the last time you broke the ice? <laughs> Quite some time. Last time you had a Slurpee because they yeah. what they do is they have a giant block of ice in there, right? And they have people shaving it, literally shaving it. They have the uh, the four bladed razors. Yes, just running, <laughs> just scraping along. Yeah, but it's those really good ones, the really nice like Mach four. Razors. Oh yeah, and they shave the ice, and, and you could have it. And then when you when, like when you pull that Slurpee handle, there's this elaborate system behind there mm-hmm. all the time going da 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 da. Well, of course, and the conveyor belt brings the shaved ice. Yep. And uh, the the syrup comes from a whole, that comes from a whole other place. Yeah. We don't want to get <laughs> listen, into that right we, now. Listen, we we only do about an hour and a half podcast. We yeah. do not have time to go into where the syrup comes from. No. Uh, it, it involves penguins, though, I'll tell you that. Yeah, but not the penguins you're thinking of. No, no, these are a whole different breed of penguins. Woo, man. Oh, my God, wow. Yeah, we need to. Do, we might need to do a whole spinoff podcast about where Slurpees come from. But that's another show for another time. And that's another story. Yes. Um, I feel like I should brush my hands now. I feel like we were on a topic, but I can't remember what it was. Board so games. Why don't we take a break? All right. We'll be right back. Sarcastic Voyage has embarked on a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature, which we call History. It's not as good as it used to be. England, 994 AD. Viking attacks become more and more frequent and the city of London was besieged by the Danish forces of King Swain Forkbeard. To break the siege, King Ethelred the Unready paid the Danes a total of 200,000 pounds in silver between the years 991 and 1018. 
These payments, effectively protection money, became known as Danegeld. King Ethelred, the Vikings are coming. The Vikings are coming. They're coming? They've been here for days. You might have seen them sieging. No, sire, they're coming here. Here? I'm not ready. Quick, send off a message for help. Thor isn't much, but nice 10th century shit that you have here. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. A real shame. Oh, forgive me. This is my wife, Sigrid. We call her Shuri for short. We don't normally bring our women with us, but you try telling her that. My last husband did. <laughs> oh, oh. oh dear, this throne arm came right off. That could have been a nasty accident waiting to happen. A real nasty accident. What, what do you want? Money? But we're poor. See, my wallet is empty. True, but it is made of gold. In fact, so are your clothes. It would explain why he hasn't moved. I thought he was one of those people who don't speak that were always killing. Oh, you mean those monks? No, no, no. Um, mimes. That's it. I'm warning you, my scribe has sent a message for help and reinforcements will be here soon. Ah, here he is. Do you submit? Hey. At last, the siege is ended. No, oh, the letter I... He's still doing the first letter. Very pretty, though. Oh, really? I just got that scribe. Latest one, too, though messages do take a while to send. My predecessor, Harold Bluetooth, was always complaining about that as well. Oh, he'll never amount to anything. Oh, and I suppose you think people remember the name Siri. Stop shouting at me! I have to. It's the only way I can get you to comprehend me. I'm sorry. I didn't catch that. Did you ask for directions to Copenhagen? It's a truly amazing thing. Completely changed my life. Really? And you call it? It's called tantric sneezing. Tantric sneezing? That's right. It's all about delaying the inevitable discharge to achieve maximum nasal consciousness. Well, that doesn't sound like nonsense at all. Uh, take that. Oh, That's what you get for not having feathered blonde hair and a rich dad. Yeah, you tell him, rich Tony. <laughs> oh, God. Now my girlfriend Elizabeth Shue will never respect me. How can I respect you when guys with feathered blonde hair and rich dads keep beating you up? I just... I don't know how. Forget it, David. We break up. I really need to learn to defend myself. If only... Son, you look like you could use some help. Who are you? I'm Martin Tidswell. I'm a Six Sigma black belt. I can show you how to make it so guys with feathered blonde hair and rich dads will never beat you up again. Here, let me help you up. Uh, thanks. Six Sigma, huh? That's right. Have you heard of it? Well, I knew a guy back in Jersey who was ISO 9001 certified. He showed me a few total quality management moves, but... Uh... ISO 9001 is passe, kid. Just a bunch of corporate mumbo-jumbo. If you want to get on board with Six Sigma, I'm going to need your total devotion. I guess I don't have anything to lose. Your first step is to focus on your core competencies. But how will I know... Look inside. The most important cost-benefit analysis is the one you make on yourself. Always take a resource-based view. Remember that no competitor can defeat you as long as you adapt an organizationally embedded, non-transferable, firm-specific resource whose purpose it is to improve the productivity of your other resources. I think I'm getting it! 
Now, what is your mission statement? To be a market-focused, results-oriented leader in my field, and to provide an experience that consistently meets our shareholders' expectations in this rapidly evolving financial market. That's it. You're ready. There's nothing more I can teach you. Oh, my lungs! They were injured when I was younger, even though I never mentioned it before. And now they're failing. What? I'm dying. Oh, I'm... Why? Oh, why? No! I will avenge you, Mr. Tidswell, and also win back my girlfriend, Elizabeth Shue! So then I told him, sure, you might have feathered hair, but it's brown. You'll never... Hey, substandard values provider. You want to take your controlling resources outside? Hey, it's that kid we beat up last month. I beat him up. You just watched. Whatever you say, Rich Tony. Yeah, okay. You want another lesson in why not having an expensive sports car at age 16 is a big mistake? You got it. Let's do this. You neither maintain excellence nor integrity in your operation. Ow! Where the hell do you learn all this? Your ethical standards do not lead the industry. Ow! Stop it, you! Hey, Rich Tony, sweep the leg. That's a thing we do, right? Oh, yeah. Sweep... Ah! Oh, my leg! It's been swept. I don't even know what that entails, but it hurts a lot. <laughs> now I'm gonna finish you off, you lower middle class. David, remember your core competencies. You're the global leader of your own value chain. Yeah! Gah! You've defeated me. I'm getting out of here, realigning myself with somebody who don't lose fights. Yeah, I wholly owned your ass like a subsidiary. Bitch. Hey there, handsome. I'm really impressed with your pillars of excellence. We're no longer broken up. Damn right, Elizabeth Shu. So tell me, where did you learn those moves? Oh, let's just say I followed a tradition of excellence that increased the value of my assets. Mm-hmm. You got that right. From the makers of Instagram comes Illegigram. Feed your important pictures and documents into our special software and select one of several options to render them completely unrecognizable. Choices include, I spilled coffee all over this, beaker full of acid, and my dog literally ate my homework. Illegigram, because clarity is passe. See my new phone? 5G, Tetraband, Wi-Fi, Super AMOLED screen, 1080p. 441 PPI resolution, 128 gigabyte memory, and quad core 3 gigahertz. Awesome. I'm sure you can't wait to show the guys at the bar tonight. Are you kidding? This is too valuable to take out of the house. Aren't you? Yes, you are. Thumper Benton has just become the heavyweight champion of the world. How does it feel, champ? Vindicated. After my fall, the kid himself, ten years ago, he just spurred me on, and I feel like my life has finally turned a corner. We were all rooting for you, too, and... And as champ, my first act will be to raise taxes and put the money into suicide prevention. But, champ, you you can't do that. That's only for the government to do. Then, then what was the point? What was the point? Uh, well, here's your championship belt. Belt? That's how he killed himself. <laughs> Welcome to Conversational Marylander for Beginners. 
In our last lesson, we covered common phrases for leisure activities, including down the ocean and at a nose game. This lesson will address the basics of food, specifically local cuisine, and how to order it in a restaurant. Let's begin. Give me four bushels of crabs and some oysters. I would like four bushels of crabs and some oysters. When's the next boat coming from the water with fresh crabs? When does the next boat arrive with fresh crabs? Damn crabs over there need more old bay. These crabs would be better served with additional old bay brand seasoning. Please flip the tape over to resume this 12-hour section on crabs and crab-related phrases. And all the adventures of Nick and Willikins. Cool, I must have been knackered. I feel like I slept at least one twenty-eighth of a fortnight. I'll just kip down to the kitchens for my morning nippers. Oh, delight! Where did all these people come from? Who's the chav then? He's a regular Jack the Lad, ain't he? Why are all you people in my kitchen? More importantly than that, who the hell are you? And slightly more importantly, where's my bloody brekkie? And certainly least importantly of all, where's Willikins? Mr. Willikins is a gentleman and will not be referred to in such a fashion. What Willikins? A gentleman? That doesn't sound right at all. Mrs. Pomfrey, the shops were fresh out of Red Leicester, so I got. Begging your pardon, my lord. Your lord? Oh blimey, this is Master Nick, isn't it? If you please, my lordship, I hadn't been acquainted with your lordship before now, and I hope that his or her lordship will forgive the argy bargy I levelled at their lordship. Oh, everyone could do with a bit of argy bargy every now and then. What are all you bowing like that? The bowing and scraping and cooking and the like is Willikins's job. Sir, please, your presence in the kitchens is upsetting the staff. Staff? What staff? You're the only staff I've ever needed, Willikins. Sir, don't you recall the multiple conversations we've had on this topic? The weeks of screening able-bodied working-class servants from the village. Is none of this ringing a bell at all? Come to speak of ringing a bell. I was ringing my breakfast bell like a bloody halfback in Northampton just now. We have a new way of doing things now, sir, to bring us in line with the proper traditions. That doesn't sound like something I'd do at all. Now, sir, if you would please return to your bedchamber and await the servant that can dress you properly for your morning meal. What's wrong with the way I'm dressed now? Well, my lord, we wasn't going to say, but <laughs> you're only wearing a jumper, my lord. That's right. Upstairs, sir. I must insist. Oh, very well. Now, what their problem is, it's not like you can see my bloody John Thomas through my pants. I'm not even wearing pants. Oh, hello, Errol. And Willikins. And who's this then? I'm Nigel, my lord. I'm your footman. I thought Errol was my footman. They've letteronymously moved me to valet, my liege. It's valet, Errol. We shan't be pronouncing anything in the French manner in this household. Willikins, it's not your place to say what we shan't be doing. I'm the lord of the shants. Also, how did you get up here before me? Also, what's a footman? Also, what's a valet? Also, what the hell is going on here? I'm here to dress you, my lord. Begging your pardon, you little nubty, but this knob here is my knob. Bugger yourself on off now. Actually, though my role as butler does not strictly include dressing, Master Nick, these things have changed considerably since the Edwardian era. Oh, the world sure did change since then. Everything's been different since that time. Indeed. So whilst there may be a bit of confusion as to whom gets the pleasure of dressing Master Nick... I'll settle this. Any, meeny, miny, grillikins. I choose Errol.
Very good, my lord. Errol, did you kiss me? Might have done. Don't concern yourself with it, right, honourable sir. It won't come up again. Very well. What's this thing you're squeezing me into? It's a cummerbund, your grace. What, you mean that bloke what plays the Sherlock Holmes? No, no, that's a, um... That, that's... I'm sorry, I'm not good at this game. Oh, never mind, let's get cracking on. Oh, now, who the hell is that? Our Lord and Lady Cuntspire, do come in. And this must be your daughter, the right lady debutante Beatrice. What a charming butler. Blimey, Willikins, who's the toffs? Is this Master Nick of Nick Hall? In a white tuxedo for breakfast? Oh, how gauche. Will Nick adjust to his new life as... Hey, who changed the locks? What the hell are you doing here? Well, sir, Mr. Willikins said that we were making some changes around here, and seeing as you don't even like this bit... What? I love Rick and Williams. It's my favorite part of the show. See, I even spelt favorite with a U. And I said spelt instead of spelled. Mr. Willikins says you're... Uh, let's see. Right. Disrespectful, disdainful, and all-around unpleasant. Listen, this gig covers my rather considerable beer expenses. I need this. You'll have to take it up with Mr. Willikins, sir. Well, bollocks. We're back, and my old pal, Famous Mark, is here. He's not been here for a very long time. Nigh on, um... What, like 50 years? What's it been nigh on? Nylons? Yes. Yeah, the nylons. It's been nylon 50 years. I've had at least 50 nylons since then. (laughs) You are are known for your nylon use. Am I? Common, no. Yeah, of course. Noted nylon haver. Thank Christ you cut me off on that. I was trying to, I was struggling to go somewhere with it, and I had nothing. (laughs) I'm just digging a hole. Yep, <laughs> digging a hole. So uh, nobody sent us any mail this week, which is which is fine. We don't need you people. Yeah, that's... <laughs> who cares? Not us. Uh, yeah. I certainly didn't. No, mm-hmm. certainly not. You did mail me. What did you mail me? You mailed me something cool once. A sausage. Time bomb. No, you didn't mail me a sausage. Oh, I don't remember. No, that was. I keep thinking of other cool things that other people. You never sent me anything, you jerk. <laughs> no, I don't think I have. Think with Bob. Yeah, yeah I, I, I I sent you Bob. Oh. Well, thanks. Yep. I'm kidding, Bob. <laughs> Just what I always wanted. <laughs> uh, instead, we are going to once again solve the Internet's problems for them. Because the Internet needs our help. Oh, Jesus Christ. We are the helpers of the Internet. Wow. Mark, are, you fa- are you familiar with the Internet? Do you, do, you know, do you know what the kids are talking about nowadays? <laughs> no, I don't know anything about kids. I do know of the Internet. Mm. I, I, was, I was reading the Internet yesterday... And I, I, I don't know. I think I finished. Yeah. But yeah, I was waiting to see if there's anything after the credits. But what'd you think? Uh, yeah, I was all right. And then I started scrolling down the comments of the internet. Oh, don't scroll down. You never uh, scroll down. Pe- people, I think people hate the internet. Yeah. According to right. those comments, they're yeah. just so mad. I yes. Know. Fortunately, we're not dealing with those people. We're dealing with people who just have problems who really need help and. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's our job as fake comedians to help them. <laughs> so that is the job of a fake comedian. Yes, 
Because who else will? Certainly not real comedians. No, definitely not. They're far more important and funny than we are. Yes. <laughs> I, the, the thing about Yahoo Answers I'm realizing is, and I, there must be another well of questions somewhere, but Yahoo Answers appears to be mostly for high school kids. Ah. And that makes it even better for some reason. Yep. Because you get questions like this. How old do you have to be to order a pizza? <laughs> From over the phone, not online. And how much would each size cost, and how much should we tip them? I'm 14, and in California. And from Mountain Mike's? I, is, that a, is that last one a question? It is. I don't, I'm not sure what it's asking. Well, I mean, the main part yeah. is how old do you have to be to order a pizza, but beyond that, I'm, I'm lost. I, I mean, uh, Mark, you're living in California now. Is there an age limit? I mean, every state's different. Do you get to... Is it, I, I did not know every state was different in their age limits of uh, of pizza ordering. Well, I mean, I, I remember, you know, we're, we're from Maryland. And we grew up in the same town. I'm pretty, didn't you have to pass, like, a learner's permit test to order pizza? Uh, I, I had a fake ID, so I could order yeah. pizza from, Never I was, issue. like, two. Right. But uh, it, I think it is on the, on the ballots this year of, uh, in California. Really? For the age limit of pizza ordering. You guys prop, prop thirty four. You guys will make a proposition about everything. Yes, it's the proposition whether or not to allow the banning of pizza ordering age limits. Yes or no? That's how it's phrased. Wow. Any pot laws on there? <laughs> really confusing. Yeah, do you have medicinal pizza there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, medicinal pizza is is definitely allowed. You can eat medicinal pizza in public uh, while nude, if wow. if you so desire. God, California sounds awesome. Yeah, so I, I'm assuming, Matt, that Canada, by contrast, is something very different. Well, what? I mean, up here, you aren't, you aren't allowed to order pizza in At all? any way, shape, or form. You have to go through a huge amount of crap just to get one. Really? You're going to drive up to the pizzeria. Yeah. you got to place your order. Mm -hmm. Then you wait. Uh -huh. Then you wait some more. And then they give you a form to fill out. Oh, man. Eventually, eventually, it comes out through an antiquated rack, like a <laughs> like a like a torture rack. Yeah, exactly. Oh wow! They stretch out the dough on it. Well, what about the last part of this? And from Mountain Mike's, uh, <laughs> is well, Mountain Mike's is a is a pizza establishment. So I oh. assume you are not from Mountain Mike's. Yeah, or they Just, would probably know that. Yes. It's given given your what little knowledge you have of the economic infrastructure of pizza. <laughs> yes, you're probably not from Mountain Mike. So <laughs> I, at least that I'm pretty sure of. Right. No, they got well, a pretty like, elaborate training process, you know. Partially straightened out. It's really unlikely this guy had, had slipped through the cracks. I don't know, man. Our local pizza place, like, they, they forget things. And they forget, like... You talk about medicinal pizza, man. They are. Oh my god, I've met your pizza guy. They are four twenty'd <laughs> out the marijuana. It is. Wacky. Oh yeah, I remember the days of being four twenty'd out the marijuana. <laughs> four twenty is secret drug code, Mark. It means pot. Oh yeah, don't yeah. tell anyone. It's secret. Oh, huh. it's a code. I yeah, had man. not heard that. No, you keep it under your hat, or we'll all go to prison. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's a proposition for that. Just don't enter sentences in a proposition, all right? Um, oh, another another food-related question. Oh, good. It's an emergency. Yay. Please help me before it's too late. Uh, all caps. I need a taco. Where do I get one before I die of lack of taco? Now, um, this question, um, I got this on Saturday. 
We're now recording this on Tuesday. Four days left to answer, so oh, I think geez. now it's too late. Ah, <laughs> oh, why did we not get to this earlier? I well, I I I was doing show prep a little early. I I thought we had time. Yeah, oh, girl, somebody time has now. died from lack of taco. Apparently, <laughs> I really want to see that death certificate. <laughs> Our, our friend Chris loves to point out that Bruce Lee's death certificate says uh, death by misadventure, which is actually a real thing that it says. I'm... Now only the second coolest death. Yeah, sorry. Death by lack of tacos. Wow. Death by... What would be the way you'd say that? Death by taco deficiency? Death yeah, taco by... deficiency. Um... Taco deficiency syndrome, maybe? Yep. Uh, right. I don't. It seems pretty clear that it's a lack of taco. I don't yeah. think you can re... You can't just rephrase that. Mm-hmm. Uh, can on you, a, on can a you death certificate. Can you can you drop the the F maybe to make it sort of laco taco like? <laughs> no, because then you're getting into into choco taco territory. Right, exactly. You're doing you do you're nutty. You're doing the the marketing thing. Is that what marketing is? I don't. Yeah, it's it's apostrophes. Changing it's things apostrophes. into ta- into choco tacos. <laughs> Changing things into tacos. <laughs> it's taco alchemy. God, what an, oh God, what a world! <laughs> In a world like that, this young man might still be alive. Yeah. Oh man. What, what do you what do you think, Mark? Do you, can you? I mean, we obviously can't help this guy now, but I mean, it, had we been had we been in time, had we been there? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I, I would. I don't think I would give him my tacos. Well, I definitely would. They're my damn tacos. Yeah, <laughs> you are two men who are very protective of your tacos. <laughs> That's because tacos are delicious. We're not. We're not uh, using euphemisms here, right? We're actually talking about tacos. Oh. Really? I, I'm just, I'm asking, I don't know. I'm definitely talking about my tacos. Like a, like a hard corn shell with a sort of a, with, a seasoned beef and cheese. Yeah. And, okay. All that good stuff. Oh, that's a taco. Yeah. What did, what did you think? Um, I, were you, something else. Something. Were you thinking of the putting on the Ritz guy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> or you are now, anyway. <laughs> Thanks for that. Man, you're, you're that's a rough that. one to that's a rough one to die from a lack of yeah, Laco taco. But I think everybody is suffering from that right now. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> that's a world epidemic. Not while he lives on in our hearts, in our minds. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing for that. No. Uh, yeah, I think you've uh, I think you've hit the nail right on the head. Uh, next one. <laughs> Uh, more food stuff. Like, we got a whole bunch of these, but the food ones just seem... Apparently seem it's food keep... week on the Sarcastic Voyage podcast, well, which us... is a shame because I haven't eaten. Us and Weird Al. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was this meat? Please help. <laughs> so I just ordered a Thai takeaway, and I know they've been in a bit of trouble with immigration people recently, but that didn't bother me. So I get my order of chicken satay with peanut sauce. I took a bite of the chicken. I've had this before. And the chicken, in quotes, was really stringy and soft and also tasted really, really sweet. And also had a bit of a funny smell to it. Really don't think this was chicken. <laughs> because it seriously didn't taste right as chicken. Could somebody tell me what this meat could be if not chicken? Lots of question marks and exclamation points after that. I was under the impression that all meat tasted like chicken. Yeah. That's the cliche, right? That's the, you know. I mean, <clears throat> like, <clears throat> okay, you might be eating snake, but, like, who fucking cares? It tastes the exact same. You're fine. I, I assume so. Yeah, that, that's odd. If it if it's meat that doesn't taste like chicken, what could it taste meat, like? Well, it could taste like many things, but it, it actually it can't. There's only two tastes. I, I don't think it's meat or pig. R- really? 
So, like, if you did a tongue diagram, like the, the diagram you do of, like, the different flavors of the tongue. There's, half of it is chicken and half of it is pig and that's yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. What about salty? What about umami? What about them? Salty know. is chicken. Umami is pig. I just wanted to say umami. Umami is pig. Thanks. What about long pig, Matt? What about that? Yeah, that's pig. It says so right in the name. The, it's secret code. Yeah, I know. For marijuana use. Right. That tastes like pig. <laughs> that tastes like human flesh. Yes. All right. This is well, the this... most. This is the most uh, in need of deciphering episode of the Sarcastic Voyage ever. <laughs> yeah. What you need to do is wear those red film glasses like they used to have for video game hint books. Yeah. You guys don't do those anymore, do you, Mark? I do. Yeah, but you you know you video no, game not, professionals. Not not, no, a, uh... not as a company. No, I I do them personally. Well, yeah, obviously. But, I mean, uh, I don't I, I don't know why. I guess I guess if you can get hints on the internet now, you don't have to hide them behind. I, I don't know. I I think maybe your official hints page should be. You, you should need <laughs> red film glasses to look at it. I would like that. I would like to put out a an internet page, an internet page. Yes, an internet page that looks like that. That's good. The, the, the home web page site. Yes, that. And set up something on GeoCities, maybe. Angel <laughs> Fire. <laughs> um, so are, are you guys familiar at all with with City Chicken? It may be city chicken that he's eating. City chicken. It's what an actual thing. City chicken. I no. can't tell you much. It's an actual thing. When I when I lived uh, over in Pittsburgh at the grocery stores, they had something that was referred to as city chicken. Oh God. I I don't I I I just think it's pigeon. I was not, just going <laughs> to ask that. Yeah. I'm not sure, but that's an actual thing. He may be eating eating city chicken. I worked with a guy who was sort of a roughing it outdoorsy kind of guy, and he hunted his own food, which is fine, except I was working in downtown Seattle at the time. And mountain men in city limits really, you know, <laughs> pigeons, pigeons. That's all they can they hunt. <laughs> and he tried so hard to convince me, there's good eating on one of them. No, no there's not. No, there isn't. You, you know those things eat garbage, right? Literally mm. garbage. The, the dumpster is like a uh, smorgasbord to them. Listen, son. It, it listen, son. It's not just the bird you eat; it's the delicious parasites. <laughs> it's like that thing where every pigeon you eat is you're eating all the other pigeons that it's kissed. Well, you, if, you, <laughs> if you're hunting in the right area, you may just get a deliciously French fry stuffed pigeon, and that might not be so bad. Oh, yeah, oh, I mean that's that like would a, be fine. That, that's like a turducken of the park. I yeah, guess you, you, you got to know where to hunt. You can't just go out and get the. The, the dumpster pigeons, yes. Get the ones that are hanging out with the homeless people outside of the, the city McDonald's right. that are just picking up the dropped french fries. Those ones are see, delicious. See, what the best thing to do is to get the homeless guy to eat the pigeon, and then you eat the homeless guy. Oh, that is the best. That is tasty. That is good eating. Also, Dumpster Pigeons is my uh, Flock of Seagulls cover band. <laughs> That's pretty good. Your punk Flock of Seagulls cover band? Yes, exactly. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Mark, you're familiar with the uh, the tired cliche of the cover band game, right? Indeed. Okay, I figured you were. Uh, oh, here's another one about eating. Not so much about food, though. My, uh, my my dog at cat poop, now vomiting that smells like poop. Is that a question? <laughs> well, that's the that's it the, has a question mark at the end. That's yeah. clearly the only uh, that's the only thing we need. My dog, uh, who's my... ten months, ate cat poop, and now his vomit smells like poop. He yep. only vomit once, but I was wondering if I should be worried. I I just I have no answer. I just thought this was an expertly crafted piece of work. 
Yeah, this is art. This uh, is yeah. This should be so you should print this out and and put it I don't know in the dumpster for a pigeon. No, I think you should frame <laughs> it. Yeah. Like a needle point. You should you should Yes. Like, yeah. Like bless I, I, this mess. I, and, hmm? I don't know what to say. No. There's I'm, really nothing to I'm, say. I'm I'm with I'm with you guys. There's there's nothing to say. No. Uh, I mean, I guess we should answer the question. Should we? Uh Well, Right. You, why are you sniffing your dog's vomit? <laughs> that seems like a weird thing to do. Why Why are you feeding your dog cat poop? Yeah. That's also odd. You know what's good for that? Uh, dog food. Yeah. Most yeah. stores sell it. Uh, I mean, See, don't now, go to a clothing store or something, but... You, uh, you've made me... You've made me think of someone with a bag of cat poop pouring it out into the bowl <laughs> for their dog. Yeah, yes. Which There's then, a fun image. Oh, no, no. It got worse. Oh, good. Then I pictured someone pouring it into a bowl and pouring milk over it. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm where that sure train of thought took I'm me. pretty sure that's Captain so Crunch, Al. The dog then would eat that and vomit and smell like poop. Yeah. Uh, that sounds perfectly reasonable. I, I don't think there's anything to worry about. <laughs> the dog is the cereal mascot for this product. <laughs> And the 30-second commercial spot is him eating it and then vomiting it. Cat and then a bunch of kids going, oh, boy! <laughs> Look for the telltale stink lines. <laughs> not not the telltale. Just follow Sorry, your no. nose! <laughs> uh. <laughs> right, I don't think we've ever done this, Matt. In, uh, in three years of answering questions, I don't think we've gotten this one. Mm. What really came first, the chicken or the egg? Ooh. There are loads of scientific theories and religious beliefs, but what do you think? Are there loads of scientific uh, theories on this? How much is a load? I, I don't know how much is a load. I know it's less than an ass load. Is it? Yeah, because you're getting into more specifics with the ass load. Right, but it could be smaller. It could be like a, a, a meter as opposed to like a centimeter. Could it? I don't know. Interesting. Uh, you you guys are the metric right. ones. I'm just guessing. Oh, I'm no type of measuring. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You should put that on your business cards. <laughs> Matt Robotham, I'm no type of measuring. <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? Uh, I, uh, I like that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know, Mark, what do, you, what do you think? It seems like a... Well, uh, I don't know if, there, if there's a bunch of loads of scientific evidence. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe we can trace that back and see... Maybe at some point there was some sort of chicken-egg hybrid creature thing that existed by itself. Well, yeah, didn't you yeah. see, uh, you remember the Garfield and Friends cartoon? And yeah. with that, there was the U.S. Acres. Was it U.S. Acres? Is that what it was It called? was either U.S. Acres US or Acres. Orson's Farm, depending on where you were. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And that little egg with the chicken legs popping out, walking exactly. around. <laughs> yeah. It's this little meaty thing with a crunchy exoskeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Just... <laughs> Existing as both simultaneously and yet neither. So it's like a centaur, but instead of a, a human, it's an egg, and instead of a horse, it's a chicken. Yes, it's it's a it's a it's a chig. Right. It's... Interestingly enough, uh, centaurs actually hatch from eggs. Do they? Yeah. That. Wait, what? Okay, so a dude fucks a horse, and then the horse lays an egg, and the <laughs> egg opens, and a centaur comes out. Ah. Um, That's the miracle huh. of life. Um, wait, wasn't that that play that, that the Harry Potter weird. guy was in? Yes. About horse eggs? That was the one. Yeah, Chegus. 
<laughs> Chegas, of course. <laughs> Wasn't Horse Eggs a, uh, a Marx Brothers movie? <laughs> no, you're thinking of a day at the Horse Eggs. Oh, right, of course. Harry Potter and the Horse Fucking Chegg Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. No, you're that right. Sounds about right. J.K. Rowling got really edgy when she finished those books. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, okay, Matt, this one's kind of for you. All right. As, as the resident monster expert, but uh, Mark, you're certainly welcome here. I'm, I'm kind of out of my league here is what I'm saying. Could vampires still be alive today? I'm not talking about Twilight, Dracula, and traditional vampires. Oh, like the, the, the vampires that used to be alive and were, and that, were real? That is the implication of this question, yes. Could they still be alive today? Well, honey, vampires have never been alive. Oh, Matt, the, They're undead. You gotta, you gotta, okay, good. I was gonna say, you gotta keep this Santa Claus thing going, but uh, <laughs> go ahead. You, you can't, vampires by their very definition are not alive. Okay, explain the undead thing to me. Am I not undead? <laughs> I mean, you're not, de you're not dead, but you're not undead. Uh, you lost me. That's I mean, doesn't un mean not. Well, it's an it, it it's a spe it's a special definition. It's different than being alive and being dead. Shouldn't it just be then just re alive? That'll work and, too. And, yeah, and not undead. Yeah, that but that only works sense. if you're like a reverse vampire. You can only go out in the daytime and you spray blood everywhere, <laughs> like out of your fangs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, that would be incredibly inconvenient. And you're doing it constantly. Is that like Cyclops from the X-Men? If you don't put a cap on your teeth, you're just <laughs> Yeah, right. If you're not wearing your ruby quartz dentures, then you spray blood everywhere. Wow. It's a real suck fest having to be a reverse vampire. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. Oh. Damn it. Oh, God damn it. Oh, that was so into I quit. I'm done. <laughs> well, that's the Alan Marks show. Well. You had a good run. Wow. Oh, God. That's that suck fest. That was wow. Oh, how did that happen? I, oh my god! I I He's hate, usually better than that. I hate myself so much. I thought you were showing off in front of company. Is what I thought you were doing. <laughs> no. Ugh. Uh, okay. This we are not going to top this. This is this is the best question I've ever read. Wow. My PS3 got <clears throat> thrown and hit the floor. Yes. My, bro my yes, brother was mad at oh, me. There's more. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's always more. Okay. In in fairness, when you type in a subject line on Yahoo Answers, they all put a question mark at the end automatically. So I don't really hold that against them because <laughs> Yahoo Answers does that by default. But the rest of this uh, is, is even more insane. My brother was mad at me and got my PS3 and threw it far and hit the floor and he got it a second time and threw it again hard. <laughs> it turned on and everything, but I hear a sound on my PS3 when I shake it. Is something inside broken? P.S. Slim. I like the idea that it wasn't broken until he started shaking it. <laughs> I like that this guy's apparent name is apparently P.S. Slim. <laughs> I'm old PlayStation Slim. <laughs> I, that wasn't that wasn't just a postscript at the end. I could P.S. By, by the way, Slim. Oh, in case like you guys slim. are wondering. Has he lost some weight, or does he have a little theme song like you're just doing there? <laughs> Slim! Now, is that just you, or should there be, like, a chorus of girls doing that, like, the Shaft theme? Well, there should be. But, I mean, is that how you imagine <clears throat> it when you're doing it there? Should there be, like, several people doing it? Or... Yes. Okay. See, my thinking is, you know, from looking at the way he writes, uh, I'm assuming <clears throat> that uh, he meant to write P.S. Slime and forgot the E. So, this question was written by a ghost. Or... <laughs> He wrote this on his PS3, 
And in, in mid-message, his brother picked it up again and threw it on the floor. He throwed it again. Throw, Stop it throwing it! And he broke it. Broke it. I like to think, and, and I make this reference constantly, but it never gets old to me. I like to think whenever somebody throws something to the floor, it explodes like on Aqua Teens. <laughs> yeah, but you can't throw it across something then. You have to no, throw no. it just right at the ground. Throw it directly down in front of you, mm-hmm. and then just a giant explosion happens. Yes. Uh, let's see. Ooh, we got a, a British person asking about American stuff. We, there's one thing we love. On, okay, there's two things we love on the show: is we got an old truck we like to fix up, <laughs> and we love we love British people and American people not understanding each other's culture. That's like we love that so yep. much. That's how it makes our livings. Yep. Why is it that in America toilets are called restrooms? Americas don't go to the toilet to rest. Uh, maybe you don't. <laughs> I guess British restrooms are more like flurry of activity rooms. Yeah. That does not make me interested in visiting a British bathroom. No. I don't... I don't... Uh, why? That should. <laughs> I, just I just feel like I'd open the door I'm, and there would be like a hard wind blowing everywhere. Everyone in there going, Loo! <laughs> but my yes, comparison... come on in! We're going to the bathroom! <laughs> That sounds much better than American bathrooms where you just go in and everything's quiet and yeah, people are... You do, you do nobody's, nobody's resting. Get on with it. Stare straight forward. I want to go to a flurry of activity room. I want to ask for that. Excuse me, sir. Where's the flurry of activity room? <laughs> <laughs> oh, valid, valid bit of bad luck. It's uh, it's closed for the moment, unfortunately. Uh, have to hold easy. it in. There's a good chap. Frightfully easy to find, don't you know? Just follow the streaming. <laughs> there you go. What a nice young man. <laughs> uh, how do I tell if my pet canary is pregnant or not? Uh, there's, two, there's a question my here, two pet birds, male and female, right. those are not good names for birds. No, that's a terrible <laughs> name for birds. Hello, male. How are you? Hello, female. Are you pretty, female? <laughs> are in a cage together and have been for about six months. And the girl is getting fatter. Are there more singes to see if she is preggers? <laughs> I just like to think that, uh, like like a canary in a coal mine, you could send a very tiny canary in mm-hmm. <laughs> to see if the canary's pregnant. Otherwise, I don't. The know. problem there is that one way or another, you're getting a tiny canary emerging from a larger canary. So who the fuck cares? So okay, I guess horses lay eggs, they are. and canaries give live births. Yeah, is this the information you're really disseminating to our to our listeners? That is that is how this goes. All right. I don't know, Mark. What do you think? I have no idea. I've never, I've never tested we canaries. A, You've never witnessed for... a canary birth? Oh God, haven't you? Well, I've, it's, I've it's a remarkable that. sight, Mark. Dude, that shit's on my bucket list. Yeah, a bunch of tiny canaries just flying out of a larger fat canary. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, my images of uh, a canary vagina is like a John Woo movie. Okay, that is the best <laughs> sentence you have ever said. A flurry I, of birds, I, and then a dude rides a motorcycle out of it. I, yeah, okay, I didn't know what you meant, but A Canary Vagina is like a John Woo movie. <laughs> that seriously tops uh, uh, the, the, the cat poop thing. <laughs> You're in good company. That's good, there. that's good. All right, final question. And this is another one for, for Matt. Uh, <clears throat> this is as close as we're going to get to a Halloween spooktacular this year, and I think the show actually posts in November, unfortunately. But uh, Yay! We're recording this on, like, October well, 30th. <laughs> well, why should we be any different from the Simpsons Halloween specials? Uh, that's a fair <laughs> point. 
take that, The Simpsons. <laughs> Which of these creatures would be scariest in real life? The Balrog from Lord of the Rings, Slenderman, the Weeping Angels from Doctor Who, the Girls from The Shining, Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, Mummy, Zombies, HAL 9000. I know wow. he's not a creature, but still. It's quite a list. And this person says, personally, I'd say either the Balrog or Weeping Angels. The Balrog is just <laughs> one of those I'm going to eat you alive type things, and the Weeping Angels the only thing that have ever scared me from pop culture. Okay. So, Matt, what do you think? Hmm. I don't know. None of these are terribly scary. I, I, yeah, but in real life. Balrog, Balrog is from literature, and nothing scary has ever happened in literature. It, to, <laughs> to me, it sounds like a corruption of bog roll, which is British for toilet paper. Bog roll. Uh, but no, if these yeah. existed in real life, I mean, obviously we've established that Draculas <clears throat> exist. Yes. Previously. Hmm. But uh, either Apparently way, so. They exist, know. but not the Twilight ones. No, obviously not. Because I don't, I don't know anything about Twilight. I can't really make a disparaging remark because I. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, Frankenstein's we've established sort of exist. As, Franken as well, Frankenstein storm. is a storm now, so right, uh, right. He's Sue Storm or, or Johnny Storm, right? One of those storms. Um. Well, now we've established we've long storm established on. that Wolfman and and werewolves are very different things. Yes. And werewolves aren't on this list. Werewolves aren't scary. Wolfmen are kind of uh, scary, I guess. Really. They will shed on your couch. Yeah. That's not scary. You try to vacuum that shit up, it never goes away. No. That's annoying. Yeah. It's not particularly <laughs> scary. Look, I'm not going to get my security deposit back, man. <laughs> Listen, the bridge between scary and annoying is extremely thin. Yeah. <laughs> That's why whenever we, do get, whenever we do get mail on the show, I'm terrified. <laughs> uh. So do we have any kind of final decision? Uh, I don't know. I don't think any of these things are scary. I don't. Yeah, I don't. They didn't. I'm not particularly scared of any any one of these guys. I don't think. Um, I think you should roll all those guys up in a ball, and that might be scary. All of them? <laughs> yeah, just lay them out like end to end. Yeah. And then just start rolling them up into one big ball. Are you imagining that they they have the properties of like Play-Doh, where you can just sort of <laughs> the next one sort of rolls into the previous one and? Yeah. So that, like a, that, <laughs> so like a Katamari the monster? Exactly. Just a big ball of monster limbs rolling down the street. <laughs> picking Are up you... other monsters as it goes. <laughs> I want to see that movie so badly. <laughs> I had no idea how badly I wanted to see that until you said that. This is what we do it, on this show. It now. takes a while before you can get Godzilla wrapped up in there because you've got to get your monster ball large enough to yeah. stop the, the road ends. And... Well, what you need to do is make your way through the southwest and get up on the, one of those big <laughs> wily coyote cliffs. <laughs> and if you push it down, it can build up enough speed to really pick up a bunch of uh, a bunch of monsters. All right. Plus, plus you got those giant gila monsters down there. So that's, Ooh, yeah. That's a thing. Still not scary, but... Uh... But a lot more fun, I think. Yeah, a lot Scary, more no. Awesome, yes. <laughs> yeah. You, you've definitely impressed Matt with your monster ball idea. <laughs> so if nothing else, it's worth having you on for that. Oh, wait, shit. What happens if it hits a mad ball? Um, hmm. I don't know. I think uh, I think that's more of a science question. I think... Uh, I guess, yeah. If they strike each other at an equal force, I think it's something to do with... Centrifugal. I don't know. I think canaries give birth. That that's what happens. They just collide, and a bunch of canaries yeah. start flying out of Sounds John good. Woo canary vaginas. And then you get a horse egg. 
<laughs> just a big old horse egg. <laughs> if that's not an expression, it should be. <laughs> I think we're done here. Mark, it's been great having you. It's been a really long time since you've yeah. been on, and we appreciate your oh, company. It's great being here. Do you want to yeah, do you want to plug anything? Oh, oh, my 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 Twitter. Yes, please please follow me on on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's at Mark Darren. I've been following him for years, and uh, uh, that that's it. All right. Well, always a pleasure. And uh, Matt, I was going to say something mean, and I realized I'm not really feeling it. Uh, thank you, also. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Al. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We're going to stop talking now. This installment of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast featured Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham with Mark Bosco, Terry Drozdak, Joe Keenley, Kimberly Lajeunesse, Brian Lynch, and Sabrina Snyder. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt with Gav Brown and Matt Robotham. Visit SarcasticVoyage.com for show notes, alternate file formats, and related merchandise. Listener feedback can be sent to podcast at algar.com or to the show's voicemail, 206-973-3982. The Sarcastic Voyage podcast is a trademark of Algar Productions, copyright 2012. Sir, a moment of your time. Oh, look, Frank, a street magician. <laughs> All right, then. If I could have your watch, sir. Well, as long as something happens to it. I promise. Well, here you go, then. A new watch at last!